Everyone to Polk and Kush. It is Friday, August 11th, 2023, and we are doing two episodes this month. It's a new day for the Polk and Kush fandom. <laughs> We're back to semi regular episodes. Uh, I, I don't know if it's so much that more stuff is happening with the Saints and Pelicans, mm-hmm. I think it's just more. That uh, we can't go outside yes. and do anything. <laughs> so we're back to podcasting. I have some very real seasonal affective disorder right now. Uh, seasonal affective depression, I should say. Oh, yeah. It's it's truly uh, impossible to do anything. My poor kids will go outside for like 30 seconds. And, you know, it's like a Kramer when he sees the red light. And they just back up into the thing. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just too hot to do anything. So we're going to sit behind mics in the air conditioning and, uh, you know, bitch about new orleans media for a while that sounds good to me yeah uh <laughs> it's better than being i made the mistake of being outside last night and like heat poisoned myself <laughs> did you actually have like a dehydration issue do you believe i think so um because i was just drinking like crescent nines Ooh. which a lot of caffeine yeah a lot of other stuff <laughs> and the only thing I was like trying to retrace my drinks yesterday and I had a Coke with lunch mm. and that was really the only thing I could remember. That'll knock you down. Yeah. And you know me, I dress like I'm in Interpol. So I was wearing like skin tight black everything. It's a hundred degrees outside. I have a wool beanie on. I'm like, no, it's fine. I'm fine. Don't, don't worry about me. I'm dressed like uh, I see guys in hoodies every now and again. Yeah. I was like, what's going on? Maybe it's absorbing all the sweat. You know, it's like fleece. <laughs> like when you're a wrestler and you wear a garbage bag to yeah. <laughs> I see kid I, I see kids wearing hoodies a lot and I figure that's the only way they have left to rebel. Yeah, I guess so. You could do a when we were children, you could rebel by doing a lot of things by listening to like punk rock the offspring heavy metal you could get a tattoo <laughs> but now everybody's parents are tattooed and listen to heavy metal there's sure. no way to rebel anymore you can't even <laughs> you can't even like change genders or change sexualities everybody's fine with it there's no way to rebel so the only thing left to do is wear a hoodie <laughs> when it's 110 degrees outside. That's, yeah, so, okay, well, we solved that issue. I didn't know what, what was going on, but now we've clearly <laughs> solved it. So no problems there. Um, it is, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a weird time right now in the city. I feel like it's always a weird time in the city. But particularly now, everyone's kind of on board together of being like, this is really, really not fun. Mm-hmm. It has been really hot for an obscenely long time, and uh, there's nothing to do, and there's nowhere to go, and it's not getting any better anytime soon. No. So it must be football season. Yeah. Right? It, that- feels, it feels like we're on the precipice of football. We keep seeing the, the training camp footage. Of course, there's hard knocks on HBO. Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah. What'd you think? The same thing, I think, with all the Hard Knocks teams. Yeah. You know, I like these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was very much lacking in like any behind-the-scenes footage. It was too much football. It kind of seemed like how they would do a Tom Brady Hard Knocks. Yeah. Like, there's definitely kid gloves. It is not so much like a deep-diving documentary. It's, here's what's happening at training camp. And, like, all, it was almost all on the field. Yeah. Like, they probably had five minutes in meetings, and everything else was just on the field. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I do get, you know, my football boner. Like, uh, you know, I, I love seeing, you know, guys playing football. And especially, they got the helmets on. They got oh, the yeah. uniforms on. Like, it does feel good to see that again. But then after a while, you're like, this. I don't know what I'm watching. I'm I just wanna... watching Aaron Rod- guys say that Aaron Rodgers is good. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Like, is it, are they going to do this for four weeks? Because yeah. I think they're pretty low in material here. I want to hear Aaron Rodgers talk about the effects of 5G. <laughs> 
I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I know he's a good quarterback. I know yeah. everybody in training camp is fantastic. I want to hear his thoughts on the pyramids. Yeah, <laughs> or what ayahuasca is like. I mean, Hard Knocks was best when Game of Thrones was on, and it would just show like the linemen talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> that was the best part. There's nothing good on HBO anymore. These guys aren't talking about uh, succession. Yeah, I mean, I think it used to be voluntary, and they'd always kind of find a team, and that team would then therefore allow a lot more access. Mm-hmm. And now they kind of force a team to do it, and they allow nothing. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a, ha- a a smattering of random conversations by the New York Jets. And I'm like, this is uh, while it was great for one week, as far as just like getting back into it. Uh, if that's Hard Knocks this year, I don't think we'll be watching a lot of Hard Knocks. Yeah, the mid-season one with the Cardinals wasn't yeah. great. Yeah. It was fine. I just don't care about the Cardinals at all. But usually the whoever is on Hard Knocks is like my second favorite team that season. Sure, because you like no guy. But I didn't feel like, I mean, it was all about one guy yeah. who I know. Most Hard Knocks, there is a plucky young white tight end. <laughs> With long hair, and he plays acoustic guitar. And he has a kind of ugly girlfriend. His dad usually played (laughs) some sort of professional sport for a month or two, and he has no chance (laughs) whatsoever of getting on this team. But they always have three cameras on him. Exactly. They follow him for the whole thing. And they do like 16 replays of him catching like a four-yard slant in the fourth quarter of a preseason game. Be like, there what a big moment came up for Johnny Dipshit. It's like, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and, and then it like, shows <laughs> his pregnant sixteen year old girlfriend in the audience going, That's him. In the audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for rehearsal. <laughs> I'm in show mode. Uh, it's a comedy going well. Yeah. Enjoying it. Crushing it. Are you going to tell people where they can see you or you don't know where you're playing next? Uh, I don't know where my next show is. If we have any listeners in Gainesville, Florida, I'm going to be doing the fest Halloween weekend. That's a long time from now. Yeah. What's the fest? The fest is a music festival in beautiful Gainesville, Florida. Like on campus? It's in the middle of town, and okay. it takes place at multiple venues okay. around town. And they're like, going to go see Polk, and you're going to do jokes about the Pelicans? It's going to be me <laughs> and the band. It's a music festival. Oh, sure. So you can see Less Than Jake. You can see The Descendants. You can see the band Thursday. I know you're a big Thursday huge fan. fan. Huge fan. Uh, a lot of ska bands, metal yeah. bands, all sorts of stuff. And, and then I'll be there telling my goof about... <laughs> When somebody gets their jaw broken in the mosh pit and they take them to the medical tent, I'll be there. <laughs> With your big clown shoes and bottle of seltzer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm Patch Adams. Yeah. <laughs> somebody gets knocked out during Hoobastank. They wake up to me wearing a clown wig. <laughs> That's going to be good, though. That sounds great. The, the creator of our theme song, Mike Wiebe. I am, I am traveling there with him. We will be doing some shows along the way. We're doing a show in Jacksonville. There's nothing happening in New Orleans. I have people who are like, when are you going up in New Orleans? I'm like, I'll save you the trouble. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. You well, can come see me in Bentonville, Arkansas, or Gainesville, <laughs> Florida. Those are the only two places. Are there? Yeah. There's really nowhere to go up in New Orleans, huh? There are places to go up. And make money? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, and everybody I booked for 12 years on my shows uh, forgot about me, so they've never asked me to do their shows, but that's okay. That's okay. They're all happy for your success I'm in life. I'm sitting here in the Bud Light Lime with Mango Studio with my best friend goofing around. It's all good, man. And hey, we have a lot to talk about yeah. because we're on the precipice of... Of preseason, mm-hmm. and uh, it will open Sunday afternoon. Can you believe it? In the Caesars Superdome, very exciting stuff. Uh, noon against the, the uh, defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, apparently, Patrick Mahomes is supposed to play for a series. Wow! So, if the Saints do not allow a touchdown on the opening drive of the season defensively, 
uh, the hype train is about to really roll down. Super Bowl. It is Super Bowl time because it clearly means that this defense is ready to stop anyone. So Patrick Mahomes is going to come in, hand the ball off three times. They're going to punt and everyone's going to lose their goddamn minds. And they're going to be like, we are awesome. Did you guys see the ones, man? The defense was sick. We're stacked up front, man. And then uh, if he scores a touchdown, it's like, dude, it was Patrick Mahomes. Of course. It's first it's game of the season. Yeah. Come on, man. It's the first game. I wouldn't worry about preseason, guys. So I'm excited for either direction of that. I think it's going to be 70-yard bomb on the first <laughs> drive. No question. I'm always... Dennis Allen said he's going to play the Saints starters. Yeah, I guess they'll play a series or two. Yeah, maybe. so it's going to be James Hurst out yeah. there. With... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with yeah. Taysom Hill and, and uh who's the other receivers? I mean, I guess Michael Thomas is starting. Do we is that a thing? Michael Thomas is starting. Okay. I'm just willing it into existence. <laughs> We're just gonna say it. No, we don't know if that's true. Jarvis Landry. Is he, he's not on the team anymore, no, is he? Yeah. He's not. <laughs> I don't I have literally have no is Traquan Smith still on the team? Uh, no, he is not. He could be. I don't, I don't think so. We'll find out. Only one way to find out. By uh, watching a preseason by, game. Yeah, I know. Is J- Jimmy Graham, I haven't heard much about him in the last I've two heard. <laughs> what would you hear? They said that he caught, he was six of six at practice the other day. Flashes of old Jimmy Graham, they said. Oh, really? Yeah. Six of six. What does that even mean? He it caught six passes? He caught six passes that were targeted to him i don't know if anyone else was out there <laughs> i was gonna say was it on one of those jugs machines yeah. just like standing there by himself look the the headline and on the website said flashes of old jimmy graham question mark and i'm answering the question it sounds good somebody threw their panties at him that was the flashes yeah of old i jimmy think so graham. yes that's uh that, that's what like tom jones in his heyday <laughs> uh so, I'm curious to see what the Saints look like. Always enjoy a good preseason game. They obviously are meaningless. They obviously are uh, overblown. Uh, but I do think it's nice that it's noon on Sunday. That's a, a, a fun thing. And I, I am, you know, looking forward to just seeing what this team looks like at all. Like, I have no feel for this team. Every time I get a little excited about this team, because I do think there's talent in a mm-hmm. lot of different areas, and I kind of will... You know, just like daydream because, you know, I don't do much during the day. And so I'll just kind of daydream and drift be like, you know, they could be pretty good. Like Derek Carr is a reasonable quarterback. Like he, you know, has a good relationship with a couple guys and shit works out like they could be really good. And then I'm like, oh, man, Dennis Allen is talking to the media and I have to watch it. And it's it's horrible. What's the opposite of awe inspiring? (laughs) Pity-inducing, yes. This guy's like the night manager at Schlotsky's Deli. <laughs> He's just saying whatever it is to get to the next shift. <laughs> it's just so... And, you know, that like Belichick does it in a way where it's like, it's so intentionally downplayed yeah. and deadpanned. And it's like, you know, that's not his real personality that's up there on the thing and like yes he's being as boring as humanly possible but it's like kind of a game and it's intentional yeah and you kind of feel like an art of war to it i don't get any of that from dennis allen i just get that this guy seems like the least inspiring human being in the on the planet (laughs) just answering questions like he kind of is like trying to catch the words as they go across his brain and like nothing feels right and like sean payton was an arrogant dick but I did feel like he always was in very much control of what he was saying. Well, also the record narrates how you look at who's speaking. Very true. Belichick can be a robot. That's fine. Yeah. We're going to give him the credit of being a tactical genius. Yes. Dennis Allen has the coaching record of Derek Fisher. Like <laughs> he's, on, he's on the same trajectory. Yeah. He's going to be coaching high school in a few years. Yeah. And there's just like, you want to run through a brick wall when you listen to this guy? Yeah. And, and, you know, thankfully for the Saints, Cam Jordan still there. DeMario Davis still there. I don't. I think they'll play hard. I don't think that's going to be like an issue. I, I just generally do not find anything from Dennis Allen that makes me go like, well, I think they can maximize the talent they have because at least they've got a great tactician there. And I was also trying to think, I'm like, are there any 
top level coaches right now that are kind of defensive coaches primarily and you know with the exception of belichick who i i wouldn't even say that anymore i mean it's hard to to find that they seem like if you're gonna pull a team kind of out of the depths it usually has to be offensively mm-hmm. and uh he has n- no clue what's going on on that side of the ball uh, and i don't think Pete carmichael showed us a whole lot last year that made me think that it was going to go all that great so I don't know what we're doing. The good news, though, is that Alvin Kamara is only suspended for three games. Not bad. So I love the everyone's <laughs> that, that was the reaction of the entire city was like, well, I know he beat the <laughs> shit out of that guy. And, you know, but hey, we did OK. It's only three weeks. I mean, even just on like a personal level, it's like, man, he avoided five years in jail. <laughs> good for him. Hundred thousand dollars to the dude and an apology. Yeah. And the, and the take- that's like a Seinfeldian punishment. Yes, an oh, apology. Sure. I know, yeah. Where is it? It's like they make the guy from the mob acknowledge the mob exists. You know when he takes yeah. his plea deal. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, basically what they made Alvin Kamara do. I I, I and then he kind of had a great press conference where he sort of apologized. Yeah, and looked contrite, sounded contrite, and everyone just I mean hook line and sinker like. Alvin Kamara, the peak of maturity, all this stuff. And it's like, he might be a good guy still and whatever. It's like, I, I, let's not pretend we know what he's really thinking. Yeah. We all thought he was the greatest guy in the world, and he beat the ever-living shit out of some guy who was pretty much defenseless the entire time on 4K video right in front of us. Like, I loved Alvin Kamara and still obviously like, We'll root for him. I'm not one of those guys that's like going to turn the page on him. But you're going to take the stairs if you see him (laughs) in the casino. I'm just not going to pretend I know that he's a great guy anymore. Like, let's go with the word seems like. He seems like a nice guy. He seems contrite. He seems all these things. Like, the, the, the idea that he's like, that you know what's going on in his brain or you know what kind of guy he is now. You would think it would it would require some level of introspection from the media here to be like, maybe let's give this a, a half of a break tap to say that maybe we don't quite know who this guy is. You know, everybody used to say OJ was a great guy until like uh, 1994. <laughs> it was like, OJ is the best. Everybody's Nordberg. He's the coolest guy in the world. Everybody loves OJ. The juice, man. <laughs> Plays golf with everybody. Lives in Brentwood. Cool guy. And it's like, I'm not comparing Alvin Kamara to OJ. I'm just saying, <laughs> let's just let's just not pretend we know who these guys are. We don't know who these guys are. Sure. And if, if that video mm-hmm. proved that we really don't know who that guy is. But I'll say, I don't need to know who he is. I need to know who he is on the Saints. Sure. Do whatever you want to off stage. See? I'm <laughs> sticking with the... Do whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe don't do illegal stuff that harms other people. I wouldn't do that. But I just, what I'm saying is I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I care about that. That's not great. You want him to be a good person off the field. I don't even need him to be a good person. Just not a punch. Just not that. Like that, that to me was like, ah, a little ugly. And the fact that the reaction was universally just like, it was only three games. Fantastic. Yeah. What, like there's there was I saw zero like looking backward and be like, eh, should it be more than three games? I was like, maybe who am I to judge that? But why would anyone do that? Yeah, exactly. And, and well, you would think, you know, the media whose job it is to kind of hold <laughs> things to account instead of like cheerleading the Saints for everything. But that's the way it goes uh, here. And, and honestly, in most places where they have an NFL team, they're going to just basically cheer for the team to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so whatever has to get that done, we'll get that done. But it is uh, it is a huge part of this team. Like the idea he's only out for three weeks does change. Because, I mean, I thought he was going to be suspended half the season or more. Yeah. I think it's six games sounds healthy for that sort of thing. He's going to come back in week four against Tampa. Uh, He will miss the first three games against the Titans, Panthers, and Packers, so that's only one divisional game. Not too shabby. Yeah, and and I wouldn't suspect, you know, it's also a time where you're at your healthiest, theoretically, uh, and so you should have good depth around him, like that you don't really necessarily need him for that exact time. Uh, I think the Saints will be all right. 
And during that time, the Saints were like, we might need another running back who has attacked someone near an elevator. <laughs> Who's available? Kareem Hunt. Yeah, and they, well, he didn't end up signing, right? No. Yeah. He, uh, he also met with the Colts and left there without signing. Yeah. Maybe he got there and people around the organization Googled him. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was last on Cleveland, maybe. Yeah, that sounds right. And I think he ended up signing with Indianapolis. I did see my guy, Joel Venile, said they were going to call the backfield uh, assault and battery, which I really <laughs> thought was great. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the fact the Saints are – and then I think they went out and signed a linebacker today. He, uh, Jalen Smith used to be with Dallas. Pro Bowler. The fact that they're going out and f- trying to find mm-hmm. – former Pro Bowl players under rocks who will take minimum contracts should probably be considered a bad sign, right? If nothing else for their depth, like that's not a good sign. If you're like, well, we got to go after, after oh, two weeks of training camp, uh, these guys suck. We need to go find someone who might have a quarter of a mile left in their tank <laughs> and be able to eke out a, a couple productive games for us before their leg explodes. I mean, the Saints have always done that. Yeah, They've always gone after the name that's good on paper, mm-hmm. and then you realize, oh, Champ Bailey's 48 years old. <laughs> Adrian Peterson, who ended up playing like three more seasons That's after, true. you know, he looked completely washed in New Orleans. Uh, yeah, there have been a handful of those. It does feel like this week was as loaded of uh, of of that and the Anthony Barr they looked at too. It was uh, a weird week of going after guys while magically no one mentioned that maybe they're having trouble with depth if they're having to go do this, or maybe they're just being prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're just proactive. Maybe they're just looking for a locker room. It's, what are you supposed to do this time of the year? Prep for hurricanes. <laughs> or maybe that was a few months ago. <laughs> are we going to have a hurricane? Oh, no. Please, God, no. It's 110 degrees. I think I'll... I'm trying to think how many days in advance I will leave. You don't want to go to Jackson, Mississippi for four days? <laughs> I'm going to be in Maine. <laughs> I will, my foot won't leave the accelerator from the moment the hurricane gets in the Gulf until I get to the end of the country. Oh, man. That's where I'm going. Uh, yeah. I, 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 God, please, anything but that. Uh, it's, it's brutal out there. And they're talking about moving training camp next year. I don't know if you saw that because... I guess because it has been such a brutal summer, and I guess they're doing a little construction to the facility next year. They're going to move training camp. Uh, I say fantastic. Where are they going to move it to? I don't know. Uh, they used to do it in Wisconsin. They've obviously done it in uh, they did it in the Greenbrier a few years in West Virginia. Uh, I would think they'll go wherever Gail Benson owns a horse. Right? Yeah. Or wherever, you know. Uh, maybe where a yacht is or some some kind of connection where they or, or whatever state offers them an incentive to come. There we go. That that probably seems like something that'll happen too. I say send them to Iowa. Yeah, that sounds great. Right? Right in the middle of the election cycle. I think that'd be perfect. Yeah. Right? Trevor Penning can go there and canvas <laughs> for whichever candidate the team wants to vote for. What is it? The Cowboys go to California. I mean, you can. It, it doesn't seem difficult to do, and they're like hand wringing that you know the fans can't go. It's like you might save lives. The fans the, these, can go. These fat people. I was at lunch at a place on airline not far from the facility, and a couple of people came in there after obviously having been at Saints game, and they looked like they were at death's door. <laughs> and I was like, these poor people are sitting out here because the Saints. They feel loyal enough to the Saints to go watch practice. Yeah, and you're almost killing them. They were you're caller. They were caller ten on <laughs> Bayou ninety five point seven. And got tickets, and they're like, well, I guess we have to go. <laughs> that sounds like I could use a little heat stroke today. <laughs> this sounds ter- what a terrific way to spend my Saturday morning. They showed some guy on the news, and he said that he'd driven from Texas like 1,600 miles. And I was like, he must live in El Paso. <laughs> he must live on the absolute border. Or he took a really bad route. And he was like, you know, who that nation all day? It's like, sure, however... <laughs> You drove 1,600 miles to sit outside in, across in, in Mattery, across from the Dairy Queen Chill and Grill. 
Yeah, man. Uh, so them moving training camp, uh, I think, has made sense for a long time. Most teams don't do it at their own facilities now, but it is it, it's ridiculously hot out there. So I don't know how they can have a productive practice. I can't even like take the trash out. So I don't know how these guys are having full on NFL practices of any use uh, at this time, but you know, obviously LSU has practice. Tulane has practice. Do you take the trash out? Yeah, oh, it's every now and then. I would say every other week. Yeah, you take the trash out. You strike me as like a fifty cent type who, <laughs> <laughs> like, gets mad when his grandmother asks him to take the garbage out. Yeah, every now and again, you know. That was a famous tweet yeah. from <laughs> Fifty Cent complaining about his grandmother asking him to take the garbage out. Did you see the Fifty Cent tweet today? No, they had him. Uh, Javier Baez missed a, a pitch that was outside by like a mile and a half, and uh, they synced it up with Fifty Cent's first pitch. You know, <laughs> like went <laughs> like went seventy feet outside. Yeah, it was like and the Fauci swing, pitch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like at him swinging it. So that was, was a big day for Fifty Cent. Excellent. Back in the news, um, the very last sports thing that I would want to touch on locally here, uh, the Pelicans. Uh, they're doing nothing right mm-hmm. now. The New Orleans Pelicans are totally uh, silent. However, Brandon Ingram is uh, playing with Team USA. Uh, Trey Murphy and Herb Jones are practicing against him. Ingram, they, I think he's there. He's doing whatever. He did an interview with Will Guillory of The Athletic and basically confirmed he really likes it in New Orleans. Uh, he, you know, I guess the familial ideal for him he has keys to the facility he has all the stuff uh it made it sound and then he has a very good relationship with griff uh it made it sound as if it's almost a no-brainer that he's going to resign when he's available next summer and i think that's an interesting uh piece for him if he's already kind of putting that vibe out there with two years left of this deal yeah i mean that's good news and yeah, maybe there have been signs that him and Griff are pretty close. You know, Griff has been the only person to speak about what a benefit being on Team USA will be for Brandon Ingram going into the season. I hope that it is. I hope that he's warmed up and ready to go yeah. and doesn't sprain his ankle against Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jose Alvarado is supposed to play. Yeah, he, they, they ended up uh, sitting him. Yeah. The Pelicans kind of shut down him playing. Because he's a little wobbly still. Yeah. Something along those lines. Uh, but yeah, that's good news from the Pelicans. Yeah, so I, I don't know whether to take it seriously from Brandon. He also said like he loves New Orleans, but then I remember Christian Clark did the story last year where he asked like every player what their favorite restaurant was in the city, and Brandon was like, I've never been to a restaurant in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he hangs out at home a lot. <laughs> yeah, but I would too if yeah. I had that kind of... I do anyway. What am I saying? Oh, yeah, I would too. No, I do. I hang out at home. <laughs> but you've been to Hot Pot. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Crazy Hot Pot with the robot waiter. You would have said that as your favorite restaurant in the city. I think that would have been reasonable. People would have loved that. Uh, so, yeah, it's a hard to th- Ingram's an interesting cat. But you know what that tells me? That Brandon Ingram is truthful. Yeah. Because somebody else would have said, uh, you know, the gumbo shack. Yeah, exactly. But like, uh, I don't know. What's the famous place? With big, the thing? big, stinky crawfish. <laughs> That's my favorite. No, yeah. he said, I don't eat with you people. I have a chef. <laughs> Probably some supermodels. A couple of pounds of marijuana, more than likely. Why not? Sounds like a pretty good life. I door dash from a few places. (laughs) It all arrives in the same box. I don't know what it is exactly. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, thought that was interesting from Brandon Ingram. Uh, We've got a whole bunch of local news for you. Uh, And we've got some of your favorite segments coming up. So please stick around right here. Polk and Kush. Well, I think we've got a few jokes this week. Yes, they're back. Jokes, everybody. Jokes. I got to do a song for Joe. We have like little jingles and intros and bumpers for everything. You don't have anything for jokes. Nothing for jokes. But keep in mind, Polk wrote all of these jokes. Don't I, say. We I don't know not, who wrote them. <laughs> I, I, don't say. Don't do your little cop out shit. I'm not copping out. I'm giving you credit. No. <laughs> No one ever has, so I don't know how to take it. These are these are from the Polk and Kush writing staff. Whoever, whoever, <laughs> they're that not is. on strike. They're the only ones not yeah. on strike. We've got that. Uh, okay, 
Do you want me to do the first one? Sure. Okay. OJ Simpson, hot topic today, took to Twitter to say the math didn't add up when former Raiders receiver Henry Ruggs received three to ten years for a drunken car crash that killed a 23-year-old woman and her dog, stating that in the same courthouse, he received nine to 33 years for an armed robbery where no one was hurt. Then OJ took a few minutes before continuing, oh yeah, I forgot, I killed my wife and some other guy too. Never mind. <laughs> it makes sense when you think about it like that. Cavs forward Karis LeVert reported a $93,000 watch being stolen out of his bathroom during a party at his Los Angeles mansion. No arrests have been made by LAPD, but Karis plans to throw another party and arrest whoever is on time. <laughs> <laughs> NBA All-Star Dwight Howard officiated a lesbian wedding in Spain this week, ending the ceremony between the two women with, quote, you may now hopefully distract the media from the fact that I'm being sued for pressuring a man into having a threesome with me and another guy wearing a dress. <laughs> I totally forgot That's about that. That's all you can hope Dwight for. I totally forgot about that with Dwight Howard. Pickleball continues to be the fastest growing sport in the country, featuring celebrity players like Larry Fitzgerald, Bill Gates, Kevin Durant, and Paul Rubens at a movie theater in 1991. <laughs> that's, a, that's the original pickleball. That's, that's, uh, you got to remember that one. Yeah. The, the, and R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. as well. Uh, which one are we on here? Uh, right here. There you go. Perfect. All right. Giselle Boonchen recently spoke out about how divorce from Tom Brady saying it has been no cakewalk and that breakups are never easy, but that she hoped to find some solace and refuge in the fact that she's a smoking hot Brazilian supermodel worth $400 million. I hope, (laughs) I hope she can, God, God willing, she can make it work. Let's see. Le'Veon Bell reportedly wants to enter the ring with Logan Paul, tweeting that Logan Paul can't duck him forever. Analysts are calling the potential fight whatever is the total opposite of a meeting of the minds. (laughs) (laughs) Steph Curry recently joined emo rock band Paramore on stage in San Francisco. It was pretty sweet. To sing the band's biggest hit, Misery Business. Fans of Paramore reviewed the performance saying, quote, Yeah, that's exactly what I bought $200 tickets for to hear an NBA player sing my favorite song. (laughs) (laughs) Those are crossover audiences for sure. Yeah, I mean, you're going to see Taylor Swift and they bring out Zion to sing (laughs) 22 Karma or whatever. That was uh, Chris Berman, like famously singing with Huey Lewis in the news. I always did wonder, like, does everyone there just pretty much hate yeah. this? You know? And that's like what the old like Bon Jovi and them. They're just excited to have somebody that likes them. So they bring them out on stage. Then instead of hearing living on a prayer, you get to hear Steve Scalia <laughs> sing living on a prayer. <laughs> Bobby Bacalas. <laughs> Donald Trump took to parlor to berate the U.S. women's soccer team after their unexpected loss to Sweden in the World Cup, criticizing Megan Rapinoe's penalty kick, stating, Nice shot. The USA is going to hell. MAGA. (laughs) When asked why he was attacking his own country's team, Trump said, That post was actually about Alec Baldwin. That's it for jokes, everybody. <laughs> Jeez, you really had to take the bend on that. Oh one. yeah, it took me a second. The jokes, always, always fun. Their favorite. I'm sure we'll get uh, many people texting me saying like, "You really botched a delivery of every single one of Polk's very funny jokes." Do they say that Thanks, to you? Buddy. Yeah, so mean. They're very mean. They're very mean. But what jokes leads us right into is, of course. The local breakdown. It's Gildo. It is the juicy jazz. Squalling trumpets and shit. 
You put past in a swamp, and that's Nolans in a nutshell, baby. <laughs> so this is a city that is 104 degrees. Uh, crime is a little bit crazy. Uh, it's mostly a service industry town, and nobody's in town right now. There's no money. There's no people. There's nothing to do. <laughs> so naturally, if a business wants to come to town and open up shop in what is currently an unopened building... What do you think we should do? Shut them down. Shut them down. <laughs> Get the fudge out of here, Voodoo Donuts. <laughs> Voodoo Donuts is... Uh, I've been to Voodoo Donuts in uh, Echo Park. or uh, Not Echo Park. Uh, somewhere in Los Angeles. It sure. doesn't matter. No. They sell stuff matter. like the Danzig Donut. And yeah. it's black with black goo on the inside. There's probably... Uh, Paramore Donut, or whatever. They do just trendy, stupid shit that people Instagram. They're out of Portland, right? Yeah, and like yeah. one donut is $17, of course. and yeah. somebody with a face tattoo of a cheetah that's a they-them <laughs> makes it for you angrily, and you're like, yeah, this is good, because I waited an hour for it. It's not really good, but whatever. That's beside the point. Voodoo Donuts wants to come to New Orleans, and voodoo practitioners are riled by plans. <laughs> For a voodoo donut store in the French Quarter, saying that the stereotypical imagery is racially and culturally offensive. Leaders of the New Orleans voodoo community say they are vexed by a proposed new French Quarter location for Portland, Oregon-based donut chain, which they say not only bastardizes the local religion's name and symbolism, but features imagery on its baked goods that is culturally and racially Offensive. I mean, what the fuck is going on? Who cares? What is the voodoo community? We're get we're going the voodoo community. We don't have enough communities. We're giving the like nine people that practice voodoo in the French Quarter. We're giving them the label of community and allowing them to shut down business. What is going on? This place couldn't be more New Orleans-y if it tried. They have satanic, sexually suggestive donuts. That is New Orleans in a nutshell. Yes. <clears throat> this is, I, you know, I actually did a little research on this. I put some time into it, and currently there are 13 businesses in the French Quarter with the word voodoo in their name. Okay. Including a tattoo shop. <laughs> Barbecue. A chicken restaurant a dive bar, and a souvenir stand. The Voodoo Barbecue on St. Charles went out of business. Oh, there you go. But it was also a place that yes. featured voodoo in the name. Not to mention a music festival headlined by Marilyn Manson, <laughs> Eminem, uh -huh. Blink-182, and Kiss. So where does the line begin with voodoo cultural appropriation? Like, are... Are you mad at the t-shirt shop that's a drug front that's called Voodoo T-shirts? Yeah. Are you mad at that place? Are you mad at Voodoo chicken and daiquiris? Are you mad? Their, their logo is a chicken that has like crazy hair. Yeah. And I'm sure it practices Voodoo. Did you know like there was an arena football team here mm -hmm. that was called the Voodoo? That's correct. And no one cared. And their logo, I would say... I think there's a difference between stereotypical. Stereotype can be guys that host podcasts are bald, they are short, <laughs> they are losers. That's a stereotype. It's not necessarily true. But there is an association of when you say voodoo, I think people tend to yeah. think of voodoo imagery. Yes. And I don't know how stereotypical it is to say like a skeleton is... Voodoo. Yeah. Because I think it is. Who cares? <laughs> Voodooist. Why? Because it's what they're selling. They're selling the stereotype. It's the only reason they're doing it. The French Quarter is Disneyland. Yeah. So I don't think people go there and they're like, I'm, I would like to learn about this rich history of <laughs> Haitian culture and crossbreeding of different religions and beliefs and how those connect with Catholicism no. in some way. No, they're like, I want to drink a 72-ounce Heineken in a skull yeah. that lights up and says Voodoo Daddy on yeah. the side of it. The same way that my kids go for run to hug the 
fake thing that looks like Lightning McQueen. That's exactly what these people do with a voodoo practitioner yeah. in Louisiana. Like, there's no difference. They're just characters out of the storybook that they read on their way here. You know, like, it is ludicrous that these people would care at all that a donut shop has their name. Who Gives a crap. Divine Prince Tiamecca, who is known locally as the King of New Orleans Voodoo, said that he and other local practitioners were particularly offended to see images of Voodoo Donut's biggest seller, the signature mascot donut depicting a chocolate-covered Voodoo doll with googly <laughs> eyes and a red mouth. Ugh. We're answering to the Voodoo. We're buckling to the Voodoo community now. I... I don't know what if if you're looking at food and getting upset by the food, I I don't know if this is the right podcast for it's, you. It's always going to be an issue, uh, but at least there will be a lot of uh, options of who to vote for if you want to overturn and fight back against the voodoo oh, community. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the I mean just the absolute clown car that came through Baton Rouge this week as everyone was trying to qualify for elections. Uh, some of these stories were just incredible. There's a guy in a bulletproof vest. <laughs> he was wearing like shrimp and boots, overalls, a bulletproof vest. I called him Larry the Cajun guy. I don't know his name. He looked, <laughs> there's a hundred percent chance he listens to this show. Yes. <laughs> I really liked him though. He was the best. His name was Chester Pritchett. He's qualified to run for Lieutenant Governor. Hopefully his font looks like Chick-fil-A and he <laughs> puts it on a stop sign. Uh, he puts, he's wearing the bulletproof vest and some kind of bowler hat um, that says, uh, the buttons on it that says, I ain't crazy. <laughs> Typically, and he says he only wears the bulletproof vest. He's not crazy because he only wears the bulletproof vest in Shreveport, Baton Rouge, New Orleans. Oh, okay, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, and he was not the most ridiculous person uh, out of all the ones who qualified. No, there was a gentleman by the name of Frank Skurlock who I'm sure we have mentioned on the show before. In fact, I I know that we have. (laughs) He was a former mayoral candidate for New Orleans whose uh, career was thwarted by a pesky accusation (laughs) of whipping it out in the backseat of an Uber in, like, Santa Monica. He was probably... Well, he probably went to the voodoo donuts out there. (laughs) They took control of him. They cursed him, and they made him whack off in the Uber. (laughs) So... That derailed his political career initially. Yeah. And then he like sued the Times Picayune. And that's why you got fired after they had to pay all that money to that guy. (laughs) That's right. They couldn't afford it once he uh, took him down. Yeah. uh, I also like that he's the heir to an inflatables uh, (laughs) magnate. Yeah. What? Like he's the, he's, uh, the biggest inflatable rental company. I guess he inherited that. Okay. Like in the city. From so, Ronald McDonald. <laughs> so if you want to buy to run a bounce house, he I guess controls the bounce houses in the city. Man, we're not gonna be able to get an inflatable <laughs> Titanic for my quinceanera after all. Um I also did a deep dive on Mr. Frank Skurlock. Uh-huh. And by deep dive I mean I went to his website. <laughs> That's what we call investigative journalism. I went to his website. It's pretty funny because, and uh, it's just funny because it's like an old website. And oh, he's a sure. goober. GeoCities, yeah. I went to the bottom of the website and there was a little media bar and it said, click here to hear the official campaign theme song. <laughs> and I clicked on it. Uh huh. And it happened to be, for an official campaign song, it happened to be a song that I recognized. Okay. It is a song that was like a Christian radio single from probably like 1993, (laughs) 1994, from a band called For Him, number four, H-I-M, For the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. (laughs) This man has bought an MP3 of this song off of iTunes. (laughs) His his nephew, who made the website for him, he told him, 
tell them this is my campaign song and put it up there. So he's currently engaged in an illegal act on his own campaign website. He Dis- might have bought the song. You don't know he that. He did buy the song. He has no right <laughs> he might to have. distribute it for free. He could have bought the rights there to the song. There is no way. I'm going to play the song now. But well, we definitely don't have the rights for it. <laughs> This is somebody's song. This is his campaign song? Yeah. Sounds like Bruce Hornsby. (laughs) He loved the Lord. This is the horniest Christian song. (laughs) It's like a Louisiana iced tea commercial. Oh, man. Doesn't it make you want to vote? Yeah. And convert to Christianity. I hope that the band for him (laughs) sues this man (laughs) on behalf of the Times-Picayune, who so wrongly fired you. But they did fight the good fight. Laid off, right? That's that's the term that we're using? I think so. Sure. Uh, Yeah. I got to tell you... uh, I don't think Frank Skrillex going to win the election. He's going to win my vote. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely voting for I him. I don't know if he's going to win the election. I'm definitely voting for him. He seems like a really fun guy. Just in everything. I We need more quirky politicians. Yeah. Well, let's, well the voodoo guy's got all the power. That's true. He seems like a quirky politician. That's true. We're going to vote in the guy that dresses up as Chewbacca who stabbed that guy. <laughs> And then Whistle Monster. <laughs> and we'll have our characters. There was also a guy named Elbert Guillory. His, Elbert, uh, quote, uh, his nickname was Papa Guillory. Uh, he is an African-American gentleman, uh, former Democrat, turned Republican. And uh, he, he, he is uh, considered a long shot to, as he's running for lieutenant governor. But he came out wearing a bitchin' cowboy hat. And he said that all the Democrats need to leave the state. <laughs> All right, so he's absolutely going to win. I'm voting for Papa. Yeah, Papa. <laughs> Is that going to be on the campaign thing officially, Papa? It's got to be, right? Right? The same like, uh, <clears throat> is it? Uh, if you have a nickname, do they have to put it on the thing? On the ballot? I think that they can. Okay. Because they did have uh, Joseph Sleepy Joe <laughs> Biden. <laughs> Brandon. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that takes us into my favorite segment on this here show, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a while, but we've got for you the worst. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumb for having the worst. And you can, of course, send in the worst to polkandkush at gmail.com. This was sent in by my friend. <laughs> I'm going to say listener of the show. Yeah, sure. Our biggest fan. Yeah. <laughs> this was sent in by my only friend. <laughs> Seth, thank you. Uh, this is from CNN World. This beer is made from recycled shower water. <laughs> You wouldn't know it if you tasted it, but Epic One Water Brew is a beer with a peculiar ingredient. It's made with water recycled from showers, sinks, and washing machines of a residential building. Don't worry, the beer is safe to drink, thanks to a series of treatments that include microfiltration and ultraviolet light, and it is meant to bring attention to the issue of water scarcity and reuse. There's not any better water that they could use for this than runoff from someone's shower? It's like one building, from what it sounds like. It says, of a residential building. Where's the building? I hope it's like the TikTok ladies building. (laughs) Like the bikini ladies on the internet, they all live together, right? Yeah, that's a, so the Hawaiian Tropic uh, bikini team. I yes. mean, you don't. If you're going to choose the shower water to drink from, you don't want like the guys that work on the oil rigs building. 
I I, frankly, I don't think I want to drink anybody's shower water. Buildings globally use 14% of all potable water, says their CEO. Almost no buildings reuse that water, and that's what we're trying to change. Okay, I'm fine with reusing water if we can. However, I don't want to drink it. Yeah, use it in the toilets Make twice. it come back to the toilets. Yeah. What are we doing? You're going to drink it? That's what. That's the solution? You're not just going to drink it. You're going to get drunk off of it. So after four of them, you're like, you know what? Maybe I was too uptight about the wanting clean water thing. I guess I'll make this next batch of moonshine right here in the toilet and save some time. The beer is a Kolsch-style ale, crisp, light body drink originating from Germany that was made with recycled gray water from 1550, a 40-story luxury apartment building in San Francisco. Hey! There Maybe we go. I was pretty right. Yep. Uh, it's not for sale as regulations <laughs> prohibit the use of recycled <laughs> wastewater in commercial beverages. Well, they're really making a point, aren't they? So are they just like knocking on the doors in the apartment building like, hey, Jim, uh, you had a bunch of asparagus <laughs> last night, right? <laughs> anyway. Did you pee down the drain? <laughs> yeah, we've got this new asparagus IPA that we were thinking... <laughs> What, so what would gonna, you drink this are they 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 can't sell it they can't sell it so what are they doing they're promoting they're it. handing it out they're they're using it to promote the cause of uh water scarcity well, in the they... future nestle's going to buy like global <laughs> water resources and water is going to be rationed. It's going to be like Mad Max. Yeah. And these guys are going to fix it. <laughs> By drinking their own bath water. By drinking piss beer. <laughs> Back in For my free. day, yeah. piss beer was Bud Light. And yeah. You're not, well, you're not gay, so you're not going to drink. You're just going to drink this bath water instead. Yeah, I'm not gay, so I'm going to drink this beer that was uh, created off of a man's nude body. <laughs> I mean, they're really drilling the point home. Look, when there's a water shortage, here's the solution. Just stop. When there's We're just going to give up. Yeah. I'm giving up. I don't care anymore. I'm not going to fight for the water. I'm not going to go and, you know, go commando outside and paint mm-hmm. my and try to go get more water. I'm just going to give up. Well, they and talk- I think that's fine. They- Hopefully it's 50 years from now. It it could be. It could Maybe be it's ten years. years. It could be eight years. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to be able to do it any more today than I will be fifty years from now. I'm not going to fight for the water. Either way, people talk about a water shortage. Yeah, they do not talk about a Coca Cola shortage. <laughs> so I think we'll be fine. <laughs> it is uh, always a pleasure to do this uh, show. Good to have everyone back. And uh, please stick around with us. We'll obviously have more episodes as football season gets going. Uh, as always, like, rate, subscribe, and follow us on Twitter at Polk and Kush. Uh, we'll be back hopefully in a couple of weeks. We love all of you very, very much. Talk to you soon. See ya.